0: hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha give me dateline white wine and i'll pick up your kids in the carpool line the next day right yeah the next day okay and i am gretchen i like white wine
1: true crime and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Housewives of true crime. Housewives of true crime. Hey, Grouchy. Hello, hello. We just want to tell you before we get into this episode that you may realize that it's out of order. Yep. And that's due to what, Gretchen? Well, we could explain it, but it's so boring. It's so so boring. So let's just skip it. Yeah. So (laughs) anyways, this episode was supposed to come out right after Labor Day. So if you guys pay close attention, you might be like, what? But... Maybe you won't even notice. Maybe not. And since we are releasing it out of order and we had some new reviews, I want to just give them a little shout out. The first one, DJ Wallace. And it's a real good review. In love. Loving this podcast. Thanks, DJ Wallace. Thanks. Yeah. The next one is a must listen by Sbench01. Thank you so much. That's real nice of you. And Patty Cakes, what do you think about that name?
1: Patty Cakes. (laughs) Make me a cake as fast as you can.
0: (laughs) She says awesome podcast, but she also says we talk a little bit too much in the beginning, which, you know what, Patty Cakes, hopefully you don't even hear this and you just skip forward 10 minutes because that's pretty much. We
1: try to keep it always around 10 minutes. Anyone who's feeling that.
0: Yeah. Just... Just skip ahead. Just skip ahead. Dive right in. Just don't quit us. Yeah, don't quit us. No, she's not. She says she she still loves us, even if we talk too much for her. All right. Well, we are (laughs) chatty. Okay. Des724, you guys are killing it. Thanks. You're killing it, too, Des, for giving us a review. For real. For real. Uh, And I think that's it. We got Mike from Chi-Town. Chicago loves us. Mm -hmm. And we, too, love Chicago. I was just there. Oh, I posted, actually. The picture of the crime tour bus. Oh, yeah. I didn't take it, but I did run after it to get a picture. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm like that. I know. (laughs) Gretchen is not like that. No, I'm not. But (laughs) I'll drag her with me if she ever... She
1: does drag me along.
0: You know. You know how we roll. Here comes the episode from Liberty. Hello. Hello. We just recorded our bonus episode. We're still here. We're still drinking still our Still Henry's. drinking Henry's. And guess what? I just took all of my vitamins in that little break we had. Good job. I love these, but
1: you know, they're so carbonated. They make me a little burpy.
0: So, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> good thing I'm telling the story today. So okay, you can good. Burp away. Good, 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 good. I can edit you out. Yeah. They don't actually do that to me, but that's the second time you told me that. Not to you. <laughs> well,
1: I'm a gentle flower. Oh yeah, yeah, delicate flower. Delicate. Yeah, mm-hmm. when it comes to the burpingness.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you really are a delicate flower. By the way, guys, I just got Gretchy a present today. Oh, you did. I did. And what is it? Tell everybody what about Oh, it
1: you. it's a money tree. Thank the Lord. I really need it.
0: Yeah. So didn't we talk about this before? Gretchy bought me a money no, tree. we did. Many oh, years ago. Many, many years ago. I still have it. It's Which is amazing because you're not good with the
1: plants. I'm not. But I'm not good with plants, but I'm going to really make a solid effort to keep this money tree alive.
0: Look, I replanted it into that pot for you. Oh, yesterday. good job. Yeah. And I, well, that one, so then I also was like, well, I should also buy one for our studio. Naturally. So I got one for our studio also. But that's for you to take home.
1: Listen. To bring you lots of, I think you owe me for like this whole house because I bought you a money tree back in the day, back when you were living in a shitty apartment, and I also brought you this beetle from Egypt. Yes, I still have that too. It's right. Keep it next to the money tree. It It is right in front of the money tree. Yes, and that's supposed to bring you money too. So you're welcome.
0: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, next time I go somewhere with um, like Egypt. Which will probably never happen. But I will bring you back a beetle. Somewhere where they
1: have good luck. China.
0: I already went there. But
1: damn it. Tab brought me back a fake Louis Vuitton. (laughs) The never fooled that never fooled me. (laughs) All you purse junkies know what I'm talking about. I
0: did bring her back (laughs) one of those. And that, my friend, is very good luck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Grutchy, you know at my kiddo's school this week, I did hot lunch. Oh, good for you. I know. I'm one of those moms. Yeah. It's actually the only way I can spy on my kids at school. So I do it once in a while. You stand there, you serve the hot lunch, and all the kids go by, and you kind of, over the years, get to kind of know who's who and what's what. Yeah. So there's this little kid. He's probably in, I want to say he could have been in third grade, but I want to say he's in fifth grade. He's not in fourth grade because my daughter's in fourth grade. So I know he's like in between that, right? Mm -hmm. So he's walking through and I'm giving him a yogurt and I ask him what he wants or something. And he's like, you don't have intuition. I'm like, no, do you? (laughs) He's like, well, I don't, I'm not a psychic, but I do read people's feelings and emotions. Oh, well, what's mine? What am I feeling right now? And he looks at me for like a good, like five seconds in my eyes. He's like, you're feeling tired. Oh, okay. Word. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, never tell a woman that she looks tired. Okay. Even if you are tired.
1: Oh, yeah and he's wrong. I'll tell you what, kid. She's got ESPN all day because (laughs) regularly I'm just about to pick up the phone and she calls me.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So she's got intuition. I do. I actually do have intuition, but I thought it was really funny. Yeah. I was like, oh man, I didn't put enough makeup on today or something. Oh yeah. Or any maybe at that point. Yeah, yeah, and you were going to tell your Legoland story, so let's get into that since um, that was on our bonus episode.
1: Oh, yeah, I went to Legoland on the last, the Friday of my kids' first week of school or whatever, we have passes to Legoland, and Legoland in California, they also have a water park, but we've never been to the water park before. You
0: forgot that your kids have already been in school for a couple weeks, by the way. yeah. So it wasn't the first week of school. Okay, maybe the second. Shoot me,
1: I didn't take all my vitamins with my trulys today. <laughs> I'm not firing on all cylinders, Tabitha.
0: Well, I'm just saying because like last time you were like, oh, we just got back from Colorado this week. And I'm like, you've been back for a week already. Okay, yeah, I'm old. She doesn't. Okay. Yeah, but you have the memory of an elephant. Truly, this girl.
1: Long term, maybe, but short term, I'm sometimes oh, not so God. good.
0: You are really good at... Knowing exactly what happens when it happens. Well, I'm pretty good at holding a grudge. She is for sure good at holding a grudge. <laughs> like, By the way, my husband wants to bring up grudges. I know. When does. we were in Palm Springs. and like, It's like
1: her husband's favorite thing to do is Tabitha in our 20 plus years of friendship have had like two falling outs and her I husband's don't even favorite. The, and we don't even remember like really. We had one. When was the other one? One was right before your
0: wedding. But that wasn't really, was it? I know. It was like a day. Okay. And then another one. Because you should have been my maid of honor. Well, that's
1: don't make it sound like that's why we were fighting. That was because I should have been your maid of honor because I didn't care about that.
0: What was it of then? (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) You don't remember? Your friend, your friend, not my friend, told you that I said something about her. Oh,
0: at... um, And I never did. At my bachelorette party. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that now. Uh Uh-huh. It's always something like that. Yeah, it was
1: like, it was really dumb, and we...
0: Yeah, we hashed that out. So the other grudge was like, or the other falling out was a little bit longer, and that's what my husband was, like, really poking Gretchen about. And he can't really poke me, though, because I'm
1: like, you know... We worked it out. It's there, fine. Yeah,
0: it's fine. Yeah,
1: he's a pot stirrer, your husband.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you went to Legoland. Back to Legoland. On. Yeah. Okay. So I went to. Okay. So I'm like. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna just drive straight there. And um, normally it takes about 35 minutes, but this particular day it took longer, maybe like an hour and 15 minutes to get from my house to Legoland Yeah, that's long or school. So naturally, by the time we got there, I thought I was going to pee my pants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids get out of school. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. It was late by the time we got there and Legoland is only open till five. So it was like, oh my oh. gosh, we're only going to have like an hour. Yeah. So we get up there, show them my passes. They're like, uh, these passes don't work you're going to have to go to guest services oh why Ugh. okay when i bought the passes i thought it was from the first time you use them that's how it is at like disneyland that's the date they're activated yeah and then they're good and the kids, well, actually, my mom, thank you, mom, bought us Legoland passes for the kid's birthday, so I thought it would be from that point on, and I know it's not my kid's birthday, so I knew it was coming up, but yeah. I didn't think they were expired. Anyways, apparently, it's from the day you buy them.
0: Oh, because she bought them a little earlier, Yeah, and then you went. The, yeah. yeah. So I
1: go to guest services and tell them my situation, and they're like, yeah, okay, well, like, you know, I mean, shoot, the park is only open for, like, another hour hour. Yeah. We'll let you in anyways. But this whole time I I'm like, I'm going to be my pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just let me in. <laughs> so we go, we go in, there's a bathroom. As soon as you walk in yeah. to the left, I it's like it a family bathroom. And so I was like, great. I love those family bathrooms. Right. Cause I have three short people with me. So I'm like, let's in the interest of saving time, let's all get in our bathing suits like right now. Yeah. Cause remember I just picked them up from school. So then we walk through Legoland in our bathing suits to the water park. We get to the water park. They almost didn't let me in because they're like, oh, you have to come in in clothes and you have to have clothes on. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a rule. And I was like, I have clothes to change them into when they leave. So we will not parade through your park in our bathing suits anymore. I, of course, was covered up. So I didn't like yeah offend anyone but my children were apparently offensive in their bathing suits walking through legoland i can't so anyways so we go and i take my three kids to legoland itself all the time it's like easy peasy you know you get on a ride strap them in get off the ride y'all do it together water park is like a whole different thing
0: oh for sure
1: and my girls don't really want to do the water slide, but like my son does. And it's like, how am I going to like send him yeah. down the, you know, you just, they're losable. Yeah. So I like assess the situation. I see the lazy river and I'm like, that's what we, we got to do that. We got to do that. Mm-hmm. So we get on the lazy river. I asked the guy what time it was. It was four Oh four. First thing we got on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they close at five. Oh my gosh. Longest hour of my life. I was asking someone what time it was like every five (laughs) minutes. My son just looks at me like he has been like, what happened? Like someone just punched him in the face. He's this mouthful of blood and he yanked out his front big tooth while we were on the lazy river. Wait, not his adult tooth. No, not his adult tooth. Like his baby tooth just came out, but like the front one. Oh, my God. And he hands it to me. I stick it in my bathing suit because I have nowhere (laughs) else to put it. And I'm like, it's so gross. Your blood is in the lazy river. And then Why did you have to pull it
0: out here? Gross. And he's just trying to like... He's probably putting the water in his mouth to like... Oh, Oh, he loves the pool water. It's so gross.
1: Yeah. So we do that. And then the kids want to go play on other stuff and... It's so stressful because it was so crowded. Everybody else had the same idea, apparently, that I can't see them. So I'm like, please, you guys, let's go on the Lazy River again. Oh, God. I'm like, what time is it? They're like 425.
0: I'm like, no. Yeah, that's not a solo trip. So I kept them all
1: together until 5 o'clock
0: and then was like, we're out of here. Too bad. We're out of here. And did you go home? They
1: have a little aquarium there, uh-huh. and oh, that yeah, stays up that. until five thirty. We went and we went there, and then we went and got the In and Out Burger milkshakes.
0: Yeah, yum!
1: That's how I bribed them, and then um, came home. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow! Happened in Little Friday. Yeah, sounds like a nightmare to me.
1: It was such a nightmare. Yeah, I'm looking Thanks. forward to for the kid's birthday. We're going to Great Wolf. Yeah. And, and my husband is coming.
0: You need, you definitely need to. We two need people. more
1: than one person on the scene.
0: Yeah. And I like that Great Wolf is like in a box. It's like in a, basically like a warehouse. Yeah. And so it's, unless they're in the wave pool, that's a little scary, but everything else is pretty.
1: Yeah. Well, you can scary. have like one person at the top of the slide and one person at the bottom.
0: I just let my kids go on that little slide. You'll see, there's like a slide structure. Well, I, I just, just let, let I just, them. Run. I couldn't do that there, run. and I did
1: not realize this park was so Legoland Water Park was so massive. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: All right, Gretchy. This week I am telling you a story that is a wackadoo story, and you're going to have to keep real focused. Okay. Okay. It's a story of Brian Wells. Okay. Okay. Brian Wells was Erie, Pennsylvania resident. Are you familiar with Erie, Pennsylvania? I feel like I should be. I mean, it's a good name, right, for yeah. our podcast? Eerie. Yeah. It's real really? eerie. Yeah. Well, there's about 100,000 people that live there about the size of Ventura, which you are familiar with. True. And houses go from about $60,000 to mid-$100,000. Okay. And you can get a mansion for about 800000 Okay. That's a Not big jump. Not a bad place to live if you are, you know, want to live the dream. I hear great
1: things about Pennsylvania.
0: Really? Well,
1: I think they have like Amish people there or some shit. You can go and see them make butter on the weekend, little weekend
0: trip. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you listen to those Amish, or not listen, but watch those Amish shows.
1: Yeah, that's one of the trashy TV shows that I watch.
0: (laughs) Breaking (laughs) Amish. What is it called? Breaking Amish. whatever. because oh, yeah. they get out of being Amish. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to watch TV, they I'll have explain to. it to you later. OK, yeah. thanks. Thanks. OK, so Brian was a delivery man for a pizza company called Mama Mia's Pizzeria, where he had been delivering those pizzas for about 10 years since he was 37 years old. Other than delivering pizzas, Brian watched a lot of TV with his cats. Occasionally took his mom to the movies. And I would just say he's really not that active of a guy. I like a guy that has animals, though. A cat guy? I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean,
1: responsible.
0: Come home. Take care of your animal. Yeah, that's nice. I like that, too. If you're not going to tear... Take care of a wife or husband. Okay. Or kids. One of his neighbors reported him being childlike, which makes me think that he has maybe a low IQ, but that's just an observation on my point. My part, it's not a a true fact in the matter. So anyways, on August 28th, 2003, just after one o'clock, Brian took a pizza order and delivered a pizza to a radio tower. He actually wrote the directions and the order down. So he knew he was going to a radio tower and not to a house. Now we know Brian set out to deliver the pizzas, but what came right after that? We don't know some parts of the details. Okay. From, okay. This, point. from this point, instead of Brian coming back to the Mamma Mia's, He walks into PNC Bank with an oversized guest t-shirt on. You know that brand? With the triangle. With the, exactly that. It it was like the triangle t-shirt with red. He had that on, which he wasn't wearing when he delivered the pizzas. And something was bulging underneath the shirt around his neck. He was also carrying a cane and a note. He stands in line for just a couple moments. We can see on the surveillance camera. And then he goes around, grabs a lollipop, and heads to the teller. He then gives the teller a note, which says, give me $250,000. And the bank teller, she is freaking out underneath her calmness. Right. And gives him $8,000, which is all they had in the drawer. Brian walks out with that and not $250,000 because the manager of the bank was actually out to lunch. And that's the only way that you get, you know, in the vault. Yeah.
1: Well, here's a little little side note to anybody thinking about robbing a bank. They don't actually have that much cash there, just access to it that much of the time. I mean, I've had to take out a couple thousand here and there to have the cash to buy some vintage trailer that I...
0: <laughs> are super stoked that you bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They're the bane of my existence. And I have to make arrangements with the bank days ahead of time because they don't have the cash. Yeah, they really don't. Yeah, they really don't. So, I mean, really think about going to jail versus, you know,
0: $15,000. Maybe not worth it. I think robbing a bank is the worst idea ever. That's yeah, not a good idea. Okay. So Brian walks out really calmly. He, I mean, it looks like, The guy is on a stroll, okay? He then makes his way to a McDonald's parking lot, and he grabs something that was placed there and proceeds to what looks like go to another location until he is stopped by the police. The police quickly handcuff Brian, set him on the ground, and cut his shirt around his neck to see what's going on underneath that shirt, right? And immediately they see there's a bomb, Strapped to Brian's neck. Okay. At this point, they are questioning Brian, but also calling bomb squad, shutting down the streets. I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Even if they don't think the bomb is real, they have to do everything in their power to, like, all the protocols, right? Right. So they stand back, and Brian is telling the police at this time that he was assaulted by three black guys while making a pizza delivery And he had a scavenger hunt in his car that explained how to get the bomb off of him. He says there's limited time and he needs help. Well, I don't think the police really gave a shit about the scavenger hunt. Yeah, that is
1: not believable.
0: No. I wouldn't be
1: buying the three black guys. Yeah, right. I mean, put a bomb around me and they sent me on a scavenger hunt.
0: Sounds real far-fetched for sure. Sounds real far-fetched. So we actually see what's happening at this point because news cameras had zeroed in and there is a movie or a, it's like a four part series on Netflix called evil genius. If you kind of want a bigger view of this whole case also on YouTube and whatnot, you can see these news coverages and you see Brian begging the police officers to get the note from his car. He says he doesn't have much time and He becomes, like, increasingly scared as the time goes on. Police are kind of back behind their cars with their guns drawn. And all of a sudden, the bomb starts to tick. And you hear it, like, beep, 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 right? And Brian starts, like, squirreling on the floor in a panic. But he's handcuffed, you understand. So he's kind of, like, sitting there handcuffed. Oh, yeah. And all of it's caught on tape. And... It's like beep, 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 beep. beep, And then the bomb explodes. Oh, no. On live television. Except for they say they claim that there was a glitch. And so just at that time, it didn't show. But I think that's like saving their ass. Because the the clip on Evil Genius, it shows it.
1: I saw someone shoot themselves
0: live on KCAL 9. You did? Yeah. So I wasn't expecting to see that, and it's pretty dramatic. Yeah. I know you watch, like, all these, like, movies and see it, but in your head, you know it's fake. When it's real, it's, like, a different story. Yeah, totally. Side note, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and, and we haven't said this in a while, that we don't do children. Oh, yeah, we don't. So this particular podcast had a child in it, and I... I had to turn it off because I just could not. I started crying in the mm-hmm. middle of listening to this like 911 call. So, anybody listening, we don't do children, we only do adults because children are too tragic for me. So, anyways, the bomb explodes. This is real tragic. The bomb squad actually shows up three minutes after. So, they're a little too late. But, yeah. From what it looks like, I'm not sure if it mattered anyways because they would have to go on the scavenger hunt and who knows. From what they say now, the scavenger hunt wouldn't have even mattered. Okay. Okay. So the FBI is called in and they actually find the scavenger hunt and it's a nine-page call of duty for Brian. This hunt was wordy, almost too wordy. It has very detailed instructions, also says what he is to do, not to do, no talking to the police, no telling anybody, anything about his plan. It says they can hear him at all times, and if they hear him calling for help, they're going to detonate the bomb. It says that he has just enough time to complete the hunt, but he must be quick to unlock the bomb from his neck. Brian was actually a good scavenger hunter. Because every year in the Erie newspaper, they would publish a citywide scavenger hunt with a pot of money at the end with, like, a key. And Brian, every year, played it and fancied himself because he almost won it one year. Oh, go Brian. Go hey, Brian. So, like, every good detective agency, what do they do first? They go search Brian's house. Because they're kind of thinking, like, maybe Brian isn't on it. Yeah. Are you thinking that? Maybe. Maybe. So they go to his house, and all they find is like a clutter of a house and a list of prostitutes' numbers, a couple cats, but that's it. Nothing else that would link him to making a bomb, knowing how to make a bomb, no bomb equipment, nothing. Yeah. So now the FBI thinks, well, he said three black guys are responsible for this. And uh, they start looking at the list of hookers and the numbers. And one actually has a boyfriend that had some military type bomb assembly experience. And they think, well, maybe that's the guy. He also happens to be African-American. So they're like, let's, let's look at him. Well, this lead comes and goes quickly and they determine that. Nope, that's not the one. So, two days later, after the pizza bombing, another pizza delivery driver from Mamma Mia's named Robert Panetti dies. Robert's death is ruled an accidental overdose. Robert actually was a meth user, but died of an overdose of methadone, which is what heroin addicts use. Are you familiar? No, I don't partake in
1: methadone, but I am a little familiar because I listen to the Dr Drew
0: that's <laughs> Dr Drew talk about methadone well yeah
1: he's not a big fan I don't if I recall correctly he's not a big fan
0: because it just keeps them on yeah drugs longer yeah. I I would have to agree with that but anyways I don't really think it's odd anyways that he's doing another drug because I fancy it too if you have white wine and I'd rather have red wine. But you don't have any red wine. Right. I'll drink the white wine. Yeah, I'll drink any kind of wine. You'll drink box wine when you come visit me. I do. You know what I actually like? There's this box wine that is small, like a little, like a milk carton almost. Yeah, I got some the other day, and it was really good.
1: Oh yeah, I've you just throw it over. in your
0: ice chest, and you're good to oh, go. Yeah. yeah. So the FBI and the police think. Robert's death is weird and possibly connected, but maybe just a weird coincidence, right? Yeah. The FBI keeps investigating and three weeks goes by. And on September 20th, the police get a 911 call from a man named William Rothstein. By the way, I'm not sure if I told you that the incident happened on August 28th, 2003. So now we're at September 20th, 2003. A 911 call comes in, and I'm going to play it for you right now. Please, what's your emergency? Uh, at 8645 P Street in the garage, there is a frozen body. It's in the freezer in the garage. There is a woman there that you might want to pick up in question. 8645
1: before. P Street? Yes. How do you know that, sir? Trust
0: me, I know. Who are you? I'm the guy who lives there. What is your name, sir? Bill... Rothstein. And what is her name? Marjorie Deal. D-I-E-H-L. Okay, and Marjorie Deal is at that residence now? Yes.
1: Who is she to you, sir? Uh, I'll give you guys my story later on. And there's a
0: frozen body in the freezer?
1: In the garage, that is correct. Do you know who the
0: person is in the freezer? Uh. So the police head over to... William Rothstein, which he goes by Bill. So at this point, I'm just going to start calling him Bill. They go over to his house and they find that Bill actually lives at the edge of the road that meets the radio tower where Brian delivered the pizza. Oh, interesting. That's another kind of weird dink, maybe. So, through the messiest cluttered garage, they find a freezer with a body of James Roden inside. James Roden is the boyfriend of a woman named Marjorie Deal Armstrong. And Marjorie actually was once engaged to Bill, the guy whose freezer it's in. Okay. So, I know there's a lot of moving parts here. Mm Mm-hmm. But we're going to try to keep it together. Marjorie
1: is like a disco
0: biscuit. She is a disco biscuit. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So Bill Mm -hmm. takes the police on this extensive tour through his house. You can also see some videos online of all these tours that he takes them through. And it's real odd. Right? He's, like, showing the police, like, oh, here's this and here's that. And he's explaining them how he helped Marjorie. And she called him and she had murdered her boyfriend and he's like, I just kinda wanted to help her and like it's just a real
1: regular thing for your ex to call you up and say, Hey, you got room in that big old chest freezer for my current? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. Like, well, <laughs> I guess I'll
0: so. move the egos. <laughs> move the ego waffles. <laughs> yeah. Put in the boyfriend. Yeah. Sure. I'm not really sure. I think it's very strange. I don't know what's going on in Erie, Pennsylvania, but it's pretty eerie at this point. Okay. So he doesn't make it clear why he helped her, but he makes it very clear how he helped her. And then why does he call the police? You know, after all this, he's like, oh, you know, I was feeling bad. Well, the police also find a suicide note on their search, which obviously wasn't acted on. And the suicide note says, you know, sorry for this mess. This guy is who this guy is in the freezer has nothing to do with Brian Wells. This sparks the investigators radar, right? They're like, yeah, what do you mean? Brian Wells. Yeah. So they want to pick Bill's brain to see what is going on and what is he going to spill about this Brian Wells So they immediately arrest Marjorie and they bring Bill in for questioning. And I think they didn't arrest Bill at first because he was being real compliant and talk, 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 but doesn't say anything about Brian. Nothing says he's completely has no idea. Even though...
1: But he's the one who said it doesn't have anything to do with Brian. Yes. Yes. My That's kids the do only the same shit. Says. They're like, somebody spilled something and it wasn't me. That's right. Yeah.
0: Sounds like a child. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, then it for sure was you. Uh, I always tell my kids, like, I'm going to rewind the camera. Oh, I know. You do have camera power. It's so funny. Yeah, but even though some places I don't have a camera... I know. I've heard you do it. They don't know it. Yeah. Then they get all scared. Okay, fine. I did it. So Marjorie starts going crazy, saying Bill is the one, blaming Bill for James's death, having a rant and rant and rant. And now, Marjorie, she's not new to the criminal justice system. She actually has been in jail before for killing another boyfriend. Whoa. She, yeah. She was tried and acquitted. For self-defense, she shot him multiple times while he was sleeping, but because Marjorie has a mental illness, she claimed that she felt her life was threatened and she had to protect herself while this guy slept. So Marjorie does have a list of mental illnesses, and at one point, she was diagnosed with bipolar, schizophrenia, and a hatred towards men, which I didn't really know that was like a <laughs> diagnosable. Yeah, that's crazy that she could get off. Yeah, she did get off. Wow. Right after that, actually, side note, but maybe has something to do with it. She had another boyfriend that died of a head injury that was considered accidental. Convenient. (laughs) Real convenient. So now you're probably wondering, how could this guy, Bill, ever be engaged to this wackadoo, right? Well, Marjorie once was a beautiful young woman with these piercing, piercing eyes. She was a valid Victorian from her high school and quite the intellect. And Bill, also an intellect himself, found this beauty and the brains to be fascinating. And they were young and they were meant to be, I guess, at that point. But unfortunately, Marjorie's mental problems took over and her inability to do things for herself made Marjorie as an adult inept. Okay. Her beauty went far down and her brains just started like she was still, you know, she's still a very smart woman, but I think the schizophrenia kind of takes over. Yeah. So while Bill also having the brains, he too didn't use his intelligence for anything good. I find him a little odd, maybe even Aspergery. People have commented that he was super smart, but couldn't quite finish anything. And while he was growing up, he was considered a little odd to his friends. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about Aspergery. Yeah, and being super smart. I mean, mm-hmm. sounds like it to me. Although Bill was infatuated with Marjorie, she at the end did not marry this man. So. So back to the questioning of Bill. He is quick to tell the investigators right off the bat that he himself is the smartest guy in the room. Oh, I love it when people tell me they're the smartest person in the room. You know, my mother-in-law often tells me that she's the smartest person in the world. Oh. And then my son last night decided to tell me that I didn't know what I was talking about because his grandma is smarter than I (laughs) am. <laughs> oh, that went over real well. Yeah, you can only imagine. Okay, <laughs> <The impression laughs> has to <do> a comment. <laughs> I want to live. Uh, I love her, but yeah, I'm like, let's not tell my kids that. Thanks. So the police now conduct a search on Marjorie's house, and they find that Marjorie. Is an extreme hoarder. And when I say extreme. I mean she has like 100 pounds of rotting cheese in her house. Extreme. Gross. There's feces everywhere. Oh and I didn't mention that when the guy was driving. The officer was driving her to jail. He couldn't stand the smell of her. Because she hadn't showered in weeks. Oh, But they don't really find anything at Marjorie's house either. And they find nothing at Bill's house. To link him to the bomb. Although Bill has a bunch of shit everywhere. Detectives question both Bill and Marjorie. Neither of them talk about Brian. And there's no evidence. So. The only thing they know. Is that the pizza. Was called in. To a gas station. That's very close to Bill's house. And near the tower. And both Bill and Marjorie. Do say yes. Oh yeah. We were at that gas station that day but we were there to you know get gas or some other reason they were there but they had a reason but obviously it wasn't to like make a pizza delivery at the pace phone okay
1: i'm just still stuck on marjorie is getting all this action from dudes and she has rotting cheese and doesn't take a shower I mean. I know.
0: So I thought that trippy. too. I don't know. I mean. She must be real confident. I think she does come off very confident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She does. Okay. But I don't know if there's like some more drugs and stuff where. I don't know. Okay. Like, so they also see that Bill made a huge dump at the dump right around the time of the pizza bombing. There's like a couple small clues or possible evidence to something bigger, but there's not enough to like arrest either one of them
1: for the Brian
0: Wells case. Okay. A year goes by and the feds learn that Bill is dying of cancer. He's riddled with cancer. So they go visit him on his deathbed and they are like, praying that he's going to say something because he's dying. Yeah. And he can't even talk. And they say, hey, you have something to do with this Brian Wells guy. And he motions in the air, N-O. Yeah, I feel like MFN, OJ, is going to be the same way. Right? He's going to just say he did it. I know. Just say it. I don't know. I feel like OJ may be a little closer to God that maybe he would at the end. We'll see. Because he's going first, Tab,
1: like before us, for sure.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. So with Bill gone and only Marjorie left, they know they need to get her to crack. Now, in 2005, she was found guilty to third-degree murder for James Roden, which is also crazy. Third degree. I mean, this lady is getting, like, off left and right for these murders. Yeah, bananas. They want her to say anything. And they go question her again about Brian and she's going off on a rant to one of the investigators and she asks for immunity, but she just keeps talking. So they don't even give her immunity and she spills a little bit. She tells the investigators she killed her boyfriend because he knew too much about the bank robbery scheme and feared he was going to get them in trouble. And she also said she gave Bill two kitchen timers. And this bomb that was strapped around Brian's neck had two kitchen timers in it. So they're like, okay, we have something. And I think it's hard to, to convey this story because when I'm telling you, it sounds like she said it in like a streamline of words, but yeah. she's so manic and crazy that when you hear her talk, and maybe I can try to put some of her rants in here so you can hear it, but it's bananas. So... She says, like, 5,000 things, and then she'll go off on, like, another tangent. So I think for them to get just, like, she killed her boyfriend because of the robbery, and two-timers was probably, like, 10 hours of talking to her. Yeah. She also says that Bill, at the time, had a roommate named Floyd Stockton, who was hiding out at Bill's house because he was on the run from getting rape charges. Real winners here. Yeah. It's a great little circle. Mm-hmm. So Bill, actually, in that whole year that they were, he was talking to the feds, never brought up Floyd's name. Never said he had a roommate for any amount of time. And it turns out Floyd actually left town immediately after the pizza bombing. So the feds go look up Floyd. They find him. And they question him. And they offer Floyd immunity. For the truth in the whole story. Well, who's not going to tell the whole story at that point? Yeah. So he does. Floyd oh, confesses and tells them that Marjorie needed $250,000 to kill her dad. You see, after Marjorie started to lose her marbles, dabble in drugs, and only come to her parents for money, they cut her off. And when her mother died, she heads to PNC Bank to tank out what she thought should be her inheritance. And learned her father had cleared out her mother's bank account. Oh, shoot. She was furious at the bank and her dad. And she was tired of him giving away her inheritance and wanted him dead. Floyd told them that Bill also needed money. Bill's house was actually his childhood house that he grew up in. And his siblings wanted to sell it to take their portion of the money. And Bill didn't want to leave the house. So he needed the money to pay the siblings. Turns out that Bill is the mastermind and happens to be Marjorie's little puppet. Gets in on the deal as he is an expert at mechanical things and he can for sure make this bomb. Okay. Bill talks Floyd, you know, his hideout roommate into helping him make the caller for the bomb. But Floyd says he couldn't figure it out. So Bill took over putting the whole entire thing together. Floyd claims that there were two pizza guys involved, Brian and Robert Panetti. You know, the guy that died of the drug overdose. Methadone, yeah. Panetti was there just to make sure that Brian cooperated. He says something about maybe Robert was going to be the bank robber at first until they got Brian to do it. And Robert, for his just cooperation and getting Brian to cooperate, they were going to pay him in drugs. Marjorie was to hire this drug dealer, Ken Barnes, to kill her father. And now that there is another name, Ken Barnes, I will get back to him in a second. But Ken would also be at the scene of the crime and help facilitate with this whole scheme. The investigators actually took Floyd back to the scene of the crime and reenact the whole entire thing with Floyd. He says Marjorie, Bill, Ken, and himself were there when pizza man, Brian shows up, Brian notices that the bomb is real and decides to run. He says, Brian had like super real fear in his eyes. And as he was trying to run, Bill pulls out a gun, fires it in the air and tells Brian to walk back. And he does. So Floyd actually is the one that puts the collar around Brian's neck. He says, he turns around, walks back down the road towards the house because he felt so, like sick. And he said at the time he thought that they were going to shoot him. Yeah. And he's like, and what would anybody care? I'm a child rapist. Well, he's got a point. He does have a point. So now who's this Ken Barnes character? Well, we know that he's a drug dealer and Marjorie wanted to hire him to kill her father. But where does he come into play into this connection with Brian? Well, there actually is a connection here. Ken actually, I think, is the missing link. Ken happens to be the drug dealer that supplies Brian's favorite prostitute with drugs. And so it is reported that Brian and his special prostitute, Jessica Hoopsick, go to Ken's house, get it on, and then Brian pays Ken directly for the drugs that will be supplied to Jessica
1: Yeah, I like to get a hooker before I commit a major master plan. Yeah.
0: Never done that. Gotta squeeze it in. Gotta squeeze it in. Yeah. But this is how they're saying that Ken actually met Brian, right? He's like the missing link. So the FBI goes to interview Ken, and Ken claims that Marjorie did ask him to kill her father and says he said $250,000, but he was just joking. And then she's like, oh, how about $100,000? And, again, he says yes, but he's kidding. I mean, of course he's kidding, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he's not going to tell the FBI he's not kidding. Right. Uh, both Ken and Floyd say that Brian knew about the plan. However, he didn't think the bomb was going to be real. And they both said that there was a meeting the night before the incident where they all met at Bill's house and Brian was in attendance.
1: Yeah. Well, like you said, Brian likes the scavenger hunt. He probably doesn't have that many friends. He's like, oh, these, like, smarties want to, like, hang out with me. I'll do it. Sure. Then the thing starts to really ticking, and he's like, that was a bad idea, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. I think you might be right. So Ken also admits to being at the Shell station and says that Marjorie's boyfriend, the one that's dead in the freezer, was actually trying to extort her for money and telling her that he was going to tell the police or that he, she had to give him some cash. And that's why she offed him. Ken says that Panetti was intentionally given too many drugs because they were afraid that he knew too much right after the incident and he was going to snitch. So those drugs that he was going to be paid in for his help were actually the drugs that dug him his grave. Oh, geez. So Ken is placed under arrest. They still want Marjorie to confess to something or have something more concrete than the Floyd and the Ken confessions. Mm -hmm. So they find a couple of Marjorie's cellmates that were actually writing down notes with all these rants that Marjorie would say. One of them had like detailed notes about these confessions that Marjorie made about the incident. Yeah. And so now they have the jailhouse snitches the Floyd and the Ken comments, and they're ready to make an arrest.
1: Listen, very smart on behalf of these jailhouse people to write it down.
0: Mm, I know. Because you
1: know why they get the jailhouse snitches is so that they can negotiate for a shorter term for whatever they're in for. But you probably ought to write it down because you have to bring the police information that hasn't been released to the public.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Writing it down is just in case next time you're in jail. Yeah, I'm hoping that's not going to happen anytime soon, but maybe. Okay. So, well, maybe not. Let's just not say maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, she's already in jail, so all they have to do is, you know, put her up for another whatever murder. And they do. And also Ken, they take him to they take him to jail, and he is sentenced in 2008 for his involvement. Mm-hmm. He gets 45 years. Whoa. Which is not life. Well, depends how old you are. Well, for Ken, it was life. Because yeah. Ken dis- just died, actually, this year in June. However, he would have gotten out. Like he, I think he was set to be released in 2027. I would have put him probably in his like 70s, but... At that point, what's the point?
1: <laughs> well,
0: I don't know. I don't know. Marjorie was set for trial in 2008, but a judge deemed her incompetent to stand trial. And then in 2009, the judge finally determined that she was competent and she had her trial in 2010. Floyd was actually set to testify against her, but ended up having two strokes and was in the hospital at the time. And his doctor said he couldn't like make the trip out. And he's kind of been MIA ever since. I even try to like look all over for him. And I don't know, I can't find like any obituary or any living anything for this yeah. guy. Which to me, it's like, dude, he should be just at church every day thinking yeah. his lucky stars. For sure. Now, that leaves Jessica hoopsick, right? What is she doing? The hooker prostitute? Yeah, she was set. She actually testified at Marjorie's trial, but she doesn't really say anything. I watched it. And I'm like, this girl's like, she's good at saying nothing. Okay. Okay. But in 2011, Marjorie was sentenced to life in prison. And in 2017, she actually died of breast cancer in jail at the age of 68. Did they give you, like, chemotherapy in jail? I don't know. I think they probably do. I probably, they probably have to. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a little twist to this whole thing. At the end of the movie, Evil Genius, which I brought up on Netflix, Jessica Hoopsick, Brian's, you know, prostitute, comes out and makes an announcement. She claims that Brian was lured by her unknowingly to do this job. She says that, you know, they were going to pay her in drugs to find an idiot to do the scavenger hunt and that Brian had no idea that she just drove him by Bill's house that night. Not saying, like, this is what you're going to do, but he was there with her yeah, at Bill's house. And I'll also tell you that Jessica claims that she has a child from Brian that she found out right after Brian died that she was pregnant and she's pretty sure it's his baby. Now, I'm not sure what her motivation would be to lie about any of this, but she is a drug addict and a prostitute. And maybe she's just high as a kite and doesn't know what happened when. I don't know. Because this actually implicates herself in the whole entire plot. That's weird. Which is weird. And I also found her on Instagram. And her kids are half African American, the ones that I could see on Instagram. Yeah. So it's definitely not Brian. He's a white guy. Yeah. So that's a little odd. Yeah. Unless she has another kid that... She just hasn't put on Instagram. Interesting. Brian's family also thinks there's absolutely no way that Brian would have inserted himself in the scheme. But you know what? I just say it's real hard to think that people are bad people. And they are. Yeah. Even if he thought it was a fake bomb. You know, he didn't think that anybody was going to die. Yeah. Another fact, I said that Brian walked in with a cane. And the cane actually was a, a gun. That was made to look like a cane that actually had a loaded bullet in it. Mm. And the FBI, they think that Brian was involved a hundred percent. They said that Bill was the mastermind behind the whole thing. They think that he was never going to commit suicide. They think that he basically wanted to give the FBI the runaround and be the guy that fooled them all. Yeah. I could see that. He sounds like the type. Yeah. And he went to his deathbed outsmarting the police. That's what they think. And he probably knew he had cancer before he drew up this whole concocted scheme. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to watch. We all should watch. Yeah, everybody should watch it. It's a pretty intense movie. And don't I got- write us one of those reviews that says, if well, I have to watch it, then why do I listen to you guys? Yeah, that's – I mean, come on. I can't – that thing is, like, over four hours long. I can't tell a 45-minute episode in, in four hours. But um, – and I also got a lot of information on a lot of different sources. I just didn't watch that movie. Yeah. So there's stuff in my podcast that, you know, has yeah. or my story. Yeah. That's not on the movie. But like the Facebook, you can't find Jessica on Facebook on this thing. Jessica also went to jail recently. recently for drugs – Again, after she was on that.
1: So maybe she's just cuckoo, kachu and she just still wants some attention. She thinks if she comes out with new information, maybe somebody will pay her for an interview.
0: Of course they paid her for an interview.
1: Yeah. So, like, whatever. I'm not giving her a lot of credibility. I'm not either. Yeah.
0: I'm not either. I actually, the more I think about it, I think that Brian probably was involved. Just at a very small, like, hey, we'll give you a couple thousand dollars to do this scavenger hunt. We're going to put a fake bomb on you. Yeah. Sure. Or like, you'll never get implicated if you're the hostage. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good one. Yeah. So that's it for. Twisty. Twisty turny. Yeah. Pizza bomber. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys want to follow us on our Facebook group, people are really liking that that's fun keep posting guys on there thank you for that yeah we love it thanks for your five stars if you haven't yet rated us go over and do that see foxy Fox even really wants you to thanks so much guys clink 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 clink